Welcome to Riding in the Weeds with Ginny and Tash. We are here today talking about challenges. This is season two, and we are so excited to dive into what's going on in our real lives right now and how we're using all of our tools to stay out of the weeds, essentially, because there are so many opportunities right now for both of us to fall into them. And I think it's really, really cool that we're able to have a conversation around effectively not getting stuck in those weeds that are growing up all around us right now. So we're going to talk about what's going on, the tools, the tricks, the tips, and how we're working through this. And we'd love you to join in this conversation. We'd love to hear from you where your challenges might be lying and where this whole situation and the world that we live in could be resonating with you. So welcome, Ginny. How are you doing today? I'm good, Tosh. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm always doing good when we're chatting. It's one of my favorite times of the week. So yes. Yeah. And it's so neat to bounce this stuff around because I think so often we feel like we're so alone and just having these prompts and these conversations, if nothing else, it really makes me feel definitely more connected with the humanness of the world. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. So let me start this off. We've got a little bit of a question and answer format going on. This is our new strategy. We're going to see how it goes. So managing challenges, what has been coming up for you that has been throwing you off? Where are you managing challenges right now? Yeah, I think we both have some pretty big things going on in our lives right now, but mine is revolving around the fact that I have had to move barns with my horse. And I found a property that was owned by an amazing, lovely lady who's about five minutes away from where I live, who had a space. However, the problem was it had not been used in three years. And the last time it was used, it was used for livestock like chickens and goats and things like that. So it had three years of overgrowth and also old pens that needed to be ripped out. So in the hottest part of the East Coast summer, we plunged into this project trying to get things done because I had a deadline of the beginning of September. And Tasha has been getting my updates almost daily of the crazy things we've been going through, trying to survive all of this between the heat and the humidity and the challenges but it's consumed my life because we had a deadline and because we knew what we were getting into. But yet at the same time, it's one of those kind of things where you don't realize how big it's going to be. And so it has pretty much disrupted everything for me. (laughs) So now that we've gotten over the big hump, the challenges, there's like 80 little things that need to be taken care of that we cannot all get done at once and are just going to take time. The junk pile that was left from everything that was ripped out had to be gotten rid of first because we couldn't do anything until that was gone and out of the way. And so it's just one of those things where my to-do list right now seems like it continues to grow longer instead of shorter, no matter what I do. And as I commented before we hopped on here, my house hasn't been vacuumed in a month, which is getting really gross between the dirt we're dragging in and the cat hair. And I feel like I'm barely hanging on and just holding on for the ride right now, because it's like I said, it's literally consumed everything in my life and had to fit in around everything else that can't stop. And so I've just 
been keeping on as best I can, which is pretty messy right now. I want to dig into a couple of things that you said there, because I think in telling this story, you've pretty much highlighted exactly what a challenge looks like, right? Something comes up, we have to manage it. And then there's the steps. And once you actually get through the hardest part, and this isn't a challenge that you haven't had before, right? You've got nowhere to put your horse. So you've got to figure out that out. You find a solution. The solution then comes with activities and things that you have to do and manage and get through. And then you get through those, you start to manage them, and then you have to do more, right? Whether you're dealing with a dog that is on your couch and trying to knock everything over, uh, you're dealing with the fact that you broke your wrist. Like what I've really been noticing in my challenge, which is this broken wrist, is that it's one step at a time, right? And you manage one thing like, okay, so you go to the hospital. And it was so funny. I was sitting in the hospital ER room the other day and I'm getting this thing put on my arm. And one of the thoughts I had was, you know, if I hadn't come to the hospital, I wouldn't have a cast. <laughs> still have a broken arm you'd you'd still have a broken arm (laughs) the cast is really inconvenient so you know it's like it's funny because as we go along so now I've got a cast that's great it's protecting my arm and so that's cool I managed that part what I find really interesting about challenges is that whatever you're going through whatever it is that you're managing there is a series of steps to it And during that process, we find that our routines get destroyed, that things get left behind. As you were saying, the vacuum cleaner is not currently working in your house. I mean, it's working. You just, there's no operator for it. (laughs) And I found myself the other night, I came home and I'd done the laundry, but I looked at it. I'm like, folding it is going to suck. Like I can do it, but it's going to be difficult. And The dishes, well, honestly, you can't wash dishes with one hand. So that's not happening. And I looked around and I was like, you know what? I plugged in the Wi-Fi and I watched a TV show and I just waited for Ian to come home. And we didn't really have any food, so I couldn't really eat anything. And so I just kind of was like, you know what? I give up. (laughs) It's time to take some time and just rest. And I think in managing these challenges, so much of the process is in understanding what needs to be done and what we can let go of. And then as we move through, what we can add back in, what isn't important right now. So yeah, the the house needs to be vacuumed. However, there's probably a whole lot of other things like the groceries. You've got to have food. You've got to do the groceries. You've got to eat. You've got to do the laundry. And if the vacuuming's gone to the bottom of the list, well, you know, it's not the end of the world. So just really, as we go through these challenges, I think noticing what's being thrown off and actually being okay with it is a very big part of that process. So my question to you is, what do you let go of? What do you keep? Where do we draw that line for what's important? Those are really big questions that I think always depend on each individual situation. But yeah, the house cleaning, 
pretty much out the window right away. The laundry, well, as soon as I run out of something, then I guess I'll do the laundry. It was so hot that even for a while while we were working, there were days I would change socks like halfway through the day because I was just sweating so much or change into another shirt at some point. So then suddenly I'm like, well, I'm out of clothes. I guess I better take some time to do some laundry. And, you know, it's sort of a constant juggle. I find that you just are looking for what is that next thing that absolutely has to happen. And I have a garden as well. And that didn't get picked for almost two weeks. And when I did, I was buried in tomatoes for a while. And I still have tomatoes sitting on the counter that are currently rotting because I just haven't had the energy to get to them. And I think that's the piece that's most important is managing that internal energy component. Because when you're dealing with a challenge, like with your arm, you know, you have to have follow-ups, you know, you have to do certain things and basic tasks. When you have a challenge, like a cast are going to take so much longer than they normally do. Or when you have a challenge, like in my case, where I'm trying to manage this new barn and get things set up, it's not running as smoothly as I want it to yet. And so basic things that have to happen every day, like giving the horses hay and making sure that they have their feet and that their pen is clean, that takes more effort than it will when things are running smoothly. And you just have to decide where you're going to put your energy in that moment that's most important. And that means some things have to slide. Being okay with that can be difficult sometimes. Like I don't like sitting down where there's cat hair everywhere, or I love to walk around barefoot when I'm at home and I can't stand a gritty kitchen floor. It's just gross. Like personal peeve, but my kitchen floor has been pretty darn gritty these last couple of weeks because we tr- keep tracking dirt in. Right? The dirt is coming home with us. And then there's the cats and life. And it is what it is. The other day I spilled a bunch of rice on the floor and I knew there was no way I was getting it up. So I grabbed the broom and swept the kitchen. It was the next best thing I could do in the moment. It took me maybe five minutes, maybe 10 by the time I got all the rice up. But there was no way I was dealing with it without just doing the floor. I just swept the kitchen. It's not a large room. So sometimes in the moment, you just have to adjust and do whatever's right there in front of you and keep going. And then you just got to let go of the rest. I love all that. And the big thing that kind of popped for me right there was the guilt, right? And how many of these things are we doing because we feel guilty if we don't? And for me, there's a few key things. So it's my right hand. It's my dominant hand. There's things that it doesn't matter which hand it is are frustrating. Putting your hair up is really quite a challenge when you have a cast on. There's times of the month, if you want to talk about cycles, that you don't want to break your arm. And I was right in the middle of that one. So there's definitely some pieces there that are challenging and very bothersome. Then there's the little things like I have been flossing my teeth religiously every day since September. And they say it takes 21 days to cement in a habit. However, there's also that whole truth behind, I didn't do my workout today. So then it's okay to not do my workout tomorrow. I didn't go for a walk today. So it's okay to not go for a walk tomorrow. I didn't floss my teeth today. So it's okay to not floss my teeth tomorrow. And There's things for me, like if I don't brush my hair or wash my hair for a day or two, there's no way that I'm not ever going to wash my hair again. You know, that's not going to fall over and not come back. I'm a little grimy. It's a little oily. No one's looking at me going, 
wow, that girl hasn't washed her hair. They're like, oh, cast, that must really suck, right? So there's a lot of leniency, but where do we notice that it's not okay that your floor is grimy because you feel bad about it? Yet it's not going to change the world. It's not going to be the end of the world, right? And I really believe in managing challenges, we get to see where these bits come from and we get to see what's important and what's not important. And I'm just going to put one more point in here is that right now I'm trying to manage doing this podcast in my camper with a a little bit of an unstable Starlink connection. What's our other option? You know, and a dog that hasn't been walked because it's been raining all morning. And our other option is not doing it right? So we're going to get this done. We're going to manage the challenges that we're going through and we're going to come out the other side. So I feel like the next question that we have here is what is the most frustrating thing that is happening in this situation? I feel like we've gone through this a little bit, but is there like one key thing, Jenny, that you're really finding that is true in most challenging situations that you deal with? What is something that constantly frustrates you maybe not necessarily the actual thing like my floor's dirty but what is it about the floor being dirty that is actually bringing up that kind of frustrating situation for you or frustrating feeling for you I think I want to circle back a second though and talk about the fact that sometimes we have to get adaptable and like me sweeping the kitchen floor was a way to deal. I mean, I made a bigger mess. <laughs> I dumped rice on the floor. So therefore I had to do something about that because I can't leave the rice on the floor. And at that point, you know what, grab the broom and sweep the kitchen. That was an adaptable way to deal with the situation in the moment of something that was frustrating me without having to take the entire vacuum out and vacuum the whole house, which would have taken still probably only 15 minutes if I'd really been serious about it. But at that point, it was too big of a task and too overwhelming for me to be able to think about. But I could grab a broom and sweep the kitchen while my lunch heated up to clean up the mess of the rice that I accidentally dropped on the floor. And I feel like that's one of the biggest keys in the middle of an overwhelming challenge that sort of consumes your life. Having to have a cast on your arm and me having to deal with this this whole barn situation, it consumes your life. And so how can you take those tasks that you really don't want to let slide, but yet you can't handle doing them the way you have done them in the past or the way that would be most ideal? How can you adapt? It's like I keep thinking about the little dental stick flossy things. You can use those with one hand. So maybe you need to run to the drugstore and grab those. Maybe grabbing the broom while my lunch is heating up is a great way to get that chore done in a way that makes it serviceable, but doesn't take as much energy as dragging the whole vacuum out. And I think that's where I've been focused the most on this is how can I just adapt to do what I need to do in the easiest way possible in the moment? Absolutely. A side note, I have some of those still mo- still very challenging to use with just your hands. You go to push in one way and they go back the other way. But yes, absolutely right. I was like, you know what? I've got the little flossy stick things like better than the whole string thing, like (laughs) the whole string thing. And I think you're exactly right. You're either forced into it because you dropped the rice on the floor or it's now been three days. So how am I going to figure out how to 
at least comb my hair? How am I going to bring that habit back in? And it's the same with me doing my workouts. I can walk the dog every day. That's easy. I need to walk them twice a day. So we can keep moving. That's not going to cause a problem. And after my appointment with the doctor today, I will start to bring my workouts back in. But I also don't want to overexert myself and start to take away from the healing process. So I think on the first week of an injury, your job is actually to take a beat and rest. And that is definitely the hardest thing for me. And then in that, also seeing that I'm actually missing that workout. So it's not that because I can't do it, I'm never going to do it again. It's actually the excitement of like, oh, okay, well, as soon as I've gone through this first week, how can I adapt that workout? How can I actually do it? And you know what? My cast will get sweaty. And I'll just go and ask them for a new cast because I've been through this before and it's not fun. Your mental health needs to be there too. So bringing those things back in makes sense, but not out of a sense of fear, not out of a sense of I'm never going to do that again. I have to get back onto that or someone's going to come over and judge me. Actually, because the timing is right. And it's time and you're ready and you're able to start reintroducing those things. Because I think so much about going through challenges is a way of seeing ourselves. It's a way of reflection. And if we bypass those lessons and we bypass the opportunity to, you know what, I'm just going to take the day and I'm going to sleep because that is the most important thing. And I got a darn good excuse to do that. And we don't often have those excuses. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to that because I got a broken wrist. I'm sorry, I I haven't gotten back to you on that because I got a broken wrist. You know, I can use it as an excuse, not an excuse. It's actually the reality of the situation for being able to get a, a hall pass for a couple of days. So how can I step into the lesson that I've been given you have taken time out of your schedule, out of your life to make this happen. It wasn't like just one day you had a barn and you started work on it the next day. You worked into this challenge. And sometimes, well, breaking my arm is obviously I didn't work into it. But if we have our lives fairly well set up and we're kind of on top of things, then we are able to let things go. Imagine if you hadn't vacuumed your house for the month prior to that because you'd just been being lazy well now you'd be two months in right so I think there's so much to having these routines and having things set up and having something going on in our lives that enables us to draw on that when challenges come about and hopefully it makes things a little bit less frustrating and allows us to give ourselves just a little bit of grace yeah I think the other part about it is that when you have a disruption, especially for you, it's a physical disruption. And even for me, the disruption of not having a good routine and not having a lot of time to do certain things that I like to do right now, when I get that time back or when you get the use of your wrist back, it's exciting. It gives you a little perspective to be able to appreciate certain things. When my barn routine is able to take me 10 minutes instead of 30 minutes, I'll be super stoked about it because it will be easy again and it will feel good to be able to do that. 
And I know that's one of the things with the horses. I haven't been able to stop working my horse. So he doesn't have a pasture right now because we literally only have a barnyard set up. There is that little space. That's how much of a time pressure we were under to get things done. And as a result of being in a small space, it's just like the dog, he needs exercise. Otherwise they start going kind of stir crazy. And so I've had to fit in work where I can, but you know what? He is not groomed very thoroughly. It is what it is. And I make sure he's clean in all the important parts and the important spots where the saddle and the tack goes. And beyond that, I don't worry about it because I can't. I don't have the time to give him a one hour cleaning before we ride. There just isn't the time available right now, but we've got to get the work done. And so it is messy. It isn't perfect. It's not pretty. It's not exactly like it should be, but you know what? It's done. And I think that that's another valuable thing to remember in the middle of challenges is done is better than perfect. And when you have to get certain things accomplished, when you're under either a physical challenge or just a time challenge, a life challenge, an energy challenge, getting something checked off is better than not having it done at all. Like laundry. Okay. You know what? You can wear laundry that wasn't folded. It's possible. Clean is what's important. And at that point, if that's all you got, that's all you got. And that's okay. You could eat on paper plates for a week or two if you had to, in order to make sure you still had something to eat on. If you were alone, I would say that would be a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Because like you said, how are you washing dishes with one hand? You really can't. And I guess that, that brings up another point is asking for help. Absolutely. Now I will again, throwing a caveat here is that I live in a camper and the fact that the laundry was not folded was not the biggest problem. It was the fact that it was in the middle of the room. And if the dishes aren't done, we can eat off paper plates, but we have nowhere to actually put the dirty dishes. And I was honestly starting to think to myself, I'm like, okay, well, is there somebody that I could call and say, hey, would you mind coming over and helping me fold the laundry and wash the dishes? Thankfully, my hubby was able to get enough sleep and rest and jump back in and help me out with that. But again, it's not always an ideal situation. I think what I want to dig into kind of to wrap this up here is we talk about our experiences. We talk about working with the horses. We talk about working with bikes. We talk about our businesses and how do we take those experiences that we've had and navigate through life's challenges. And I think it's an interesting summary because I think the more you put yourself into challenging situations on purpose the easier it is to deal with challenging situations that you haven't really necessarily signed up for, or you didn't realize what you were getting into, or life just throws you a curveball. I go out on my bike and I purposely choose to ride the hardest line, which sometimes doesn't always work out and you end up broken. But a lot of the time it does work out, right? And when we're wanting to launch new courses and we're wanting to take steps we are putting ourselves into challenging situations. We're learning new things and we are having to maneuver through them when honestly we could just give up and quit. And I really think that by stepping into being a biker, stepping into working with animals, working with a horse, you know, horses, they're their own beast, right? They are a living, breathing animal. And so there's so many different ways that, we challenge ourselves by just 
living our lives the way that we do. And I think if you don't put yourself into those situations and you don't challenge yourself, then you are going to be given more challenges that force you to manage those situations when maybe you don't want to, when we're not adaptable beings, when we're not used to making quick decisions, dealing with things on the fly, they throw us for a curveball and it takes us a lot longer to come back from them. What do you think on that? Yeah, I absolutely think you're right. And I think when you live and care for horses as part of your life, not just in riding, but and I think this really applies to most animals, your dog, whatever, you learn to be adaptable because you don't have a choice. You learn to just go with whatever's happening. Animals are going to show up how they show up that day. We'd been there not quite a week yet. And I went to go do something, just basic care, probably throwing out more hay or something. And my horse got really snarky. I was like, okay, well, clearly you need some work. So you learn to deal with whatever shows up from that animal in that moment and work with it because you don't have a choice. You can't be like, you know what? Could you just be a little nicer, please? Can you just calm down? You don't get that option. So you have to address the behavior. You have to address the situation with animals and horses in particular, because they're so big, you have to deal with whatever's there. If the fence is broken, guess what you're doing for the next 20, 30 minutes, hour, two hours, three hours, you're fixing a fence. Because if you don't, you could have a bigger problem on your hands. If you have the luxury of moving them to another location, well, that might be great. But if you don't, then you are fixing the fence right then and there. And it doesn't matter what was on your agenda. That's what you're doing. And so I think that's one of the biggest skills that I can apply to everywhere else in my life that I've had to deal with with horses and with animals is you got to deal with whatever shows up. And that's how you prioritize your day or your time is by what you have in that moment. And I think that's something you can apply to dealing with other people and dealing with partners. You have to deal with whatever shows up. And if somebody had a bad day or is having a hard time or is going through a big challenge, you have to meet that person wherever they are. I can't be angry at you if you're slow getting out the door because you have a cast on. I can either offer to help you or allow more time and get over it. Two choices. There is no other way around the situation. And that's the most valuable thing that I can apply. We've lived it with the barn every time we deal with something. I think we plugged our tractor tires three different times from all the nails we rolled over. We're not going anywhere with a flat tire. So in order to keep using the tractor, you have to fix the tire. So you just deal with whatever comes up in the moment and keep moving and keep checking your priorities. What is the next most important thing that needs to be done? And sometimes that's rest. Like you said, sometimes that is legitimately rest. And there have been plenty of days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I don't care what needs to be done right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like all of that. I think that's super important. And the last thing I'd just like to add is I think honestly, that is where trauma lives or doesn't live in your ability to manage a situation and take from it what it is there to give you versus resisting, resisting, resisting. And I think when we resist what's going on for us and we push through and we try and overcome a situation that isn't necessarily overcomable in that moment and in fact throws us further into the stress and into that fight, fear, flight kind of 
reactionary place, then when we think of doing things again, or we end up in that situation, that becomes our programmed response. Whereas when we can be adaptable, when we can give ourselves some grace, when we can allow what's going on in the moment to happen. And when you're riding a bike, that is so important. Understanding where you're at on the day, understanding the speed that the trail needs from you, understanding what's coming up on the trail and adjusting for it. That is all so key to having a better biking experience. And if you are trying to control the trail, if you're trying to control the bike, if you are trying to control what is happening with you, underneath you, for you, around you, then you are going to have a really un, unfun, if that's a word. It's not going to be a fun experience because you are going to be constantly fighting. And if we go with things, then the outcome is what is supposed to happen. When we fight things, when we push against the flow, then that's when we don't get what is there for us to get in that situation. I think that sums up the whole managing challenges. And the key about managing a challenge is coming out the other side intact with all your strength, with the ability to go ahead. I've been listening to way too many fantasy books, but there's always another fight. There's always another battle. There's always something else that needs to to happen. So when we can reserve our resources, when we can make sure that we have everything there, then we're ready for whatever's coming next. And we're able to move through and continue and have a little bit of fun. And really, as you say, step into that appreciation, that gratitude. And without the downs, the ups are not nearly as exciting. And if there isn't challenges, then we really don't get that sense of achievement and accomplishment on the other side. I love that as a closing thought that whatever the challenge is, is not forever. The only constant in the universe is change. So you will not be in a cast forever. And I will not be in the throes of redesigning an entire farm forever. And so when you're in the good moments, there will be some challenging moments that come forward eventually. But also when you're in the middle of the challenge, it won't be forever. It will eventually change too. I love that. I am Natasha Lockie. You can find me at Betty Gohard on Instagram. I work with women who are wanting to build their confidence on their bikes in their business and moving through trauma that comes up from experiences that we have when we're on our bike, moving through failures and wanting to get out the other side. Thank you so much for listening. What about you, Jenny? Yeah, I'm Jenny Brandon. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under the same handle. And I love to work with pets and their owners who are working through life challenges, behavior, health, whatever it is. And we work through so that you can get back to more harmony and more happiness with your pets. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. We love to have you comment, like, subscribe, let us know what you think, share challenges that you have overcome in your life. We'd love to hear from you. So you can find us on the web at ridingintheweeds.com and on all the major podcast platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. And we will see you all next time.